Hello, 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 and welcome to the Intimacy with Lisa podcast. I am your host, Lisa, and I am a sex educator, mentor, and a healer. And you've come to the right place if you want to heal about your shame around sex and intimacy and relating, you want to change your relationship with sex, and of course, if you want to join my mission about creating a world where our kids are free from sex shame, sexual trauma, and of course, sexual violation. Like, let's give our kids better sex education than we probably received. And guess what? That starts with us. So stay tuned, buckle up, and make sure you are following me on Instagram at Intimacy with Lisa. Hello, hello, Emily, and thank you so much for joining me today for today's episode. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So for all the listeners listening, Emily is a kinesiologist, intuitive body therapist, and is currently studying sex and intimacy coaching through the Institute of New Paradigm and Intimacy. Her mission is to reconnect people with the wisdom and power of their own body and to release the shame, stigma and conditioning that helps us from living in our most free and creative essence. So beautiful, thank you. And obviously this is how I met Emily because as you know, I'm also currently studying through the Institute as well as all the recent guests lately. Okay. So to begin with, I really want to know from you, like what is the power of the connection to our bodies? Mm, It's so expansive. (laughs) Um, So when we start to connect with the power of our own body, um, I think we begin to be able to live from a place of creation and intention rather than a place of reaction. Um, So it's really just about, For me, my understanding of connecting with my own body is about becoming comfortable with every sensation in my body in no matter what situation I'm facing. So it's understanding that everything I experience already exists within my body. And if I can let go of the meaning of what's happening to me um, and I can just understand what's happening on a sensational level and then I can begin to hold myself in that, Um, The power that is brought into my life to create my reality and to face things that scare me and to expand and grow um, has been absolutely massive. So, yeah, um, if I can give you an example, if you would like. Sure. Um, So recently, um, somebody that was very important to me left my life. And if it had been me even a year ago, I would have gone very much into victim um, why are they leaving me? Why is this happening? What's wrong? You know, I would have really gone into that space. Um, and I was reflecting on the way I handled it. And I was like, I realized that what I actually did this time was I realized that I was feeling a really deep amount of grief. And I, instead of like trying to run away from that and, and trying to project it onto them, I just allowed myself to feel the grief. And I was like, okay, this person is actually helping me access this deep place of grief in my own body. And I think for three days, I just gave myself this space to cry and shift the emotions and scream and rage and punch pillows. And I just moved all this stuff that needed to shift. And it took me three days to find a place of like center again. Mm -hmm. And then that was huge for me. Um, 
So the power in like connecting with our bodies and feeling safe in our bodies and feeling safe with whatever arises and understanding how to be with that is so expansive. Yeah. I love that. And it's kind of like creating spaciousness. Mm-hmm. Like you feeling the grief when you lost a friend, something that we're not really taught about. Like that does bring up stuff. But allowing you to sit with that and feeling it is also freeing and creating spaciousness, which could open you up to probably someone else to enter your life as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. It's just that it's having that implicit trust that everything that comes, everything that happens to you is actually happening to serve you. And if you can completely surrender to it and completely feel it um, and and really help yourself shift through it, it just like, it really opens you up to the next layer of like your expansion or your life or whatever it is that's coming for you and it's meant for you. Um, And I find like the more you resist things, the more they just keep coming back around the same experience until we're ready to sit in the discomfort. So yeah yeah building up that like your body is so powerful i love what you said in the sense of i'll put it in my own words because i can't remember enough to quote you (laughs) but it's that piece about moving away from that reacting Mm. to um acting so instead of reacting where you're kind of like dodging bullets and all this happened to me okay i'll do this to like leaning into it with your aliveness and acting and actually and like the way I look at it is the more you do that the more you start to become making love with one like making love with life making love with business making love with relationships like that's the beautiful aspect of it beautiful absolutely I completely agree it's like we we get to create our lives we don't get to um it's like so often I used to like have this thing that I want to do this like image of something that I wanted to achieve but fear and um like fear of judgment and fear of what people would think and fear of how i look and all these things that feel really uncomfortable and terrifying in my body would stop me from doing it so i just keep myself small i was totally living in like in a world of just reacting to things that scared me and keeping myself in a safe place and and safe experiences Mm -hmm. but um when i kind of learned to be with these things and and to be with these sensations it's like i can lean into these things now and i can create this life for myself and i'm not held back just by fear or by judgment it's like i can hold myself in that now so yeah and it's kind of like um we had a guest um georgie the other day and she said something about this because she does body work as well and she talks about it makes her feel invisible anything's possible the more connection she is with her body which is what's making me think of that as mm. you think yeah I want to talk about feeling numb and disconnected mm. and I want to talk about that is because I've had a lot of clients talk about they are completely numb and disconnected mm. which I of course resonate with obviously yeah. we're not taught about the connection with our bodies in school a lot of our family yeah. members our parents aren't really talking about the connection and I feel like mm. it's easy for us to say, lean into the sensations. However, a lot of the times we're feeling numb. Mm. Therefore, if we're feeling numb, we can't really feel the sensations. So I just want to know, have you, did you experience numbness before being able mm. to dive into the sensations in your body now? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the really important thing to remember is like, it's nobody's fault but we're we're pushed away from connecting with our bodies our entire lives um so even the concept of coming back and reconnecting with things it it took a long time to wrap my head around I definitely experienced a lot of numbness um 
and it's it, it's it's been so subtle the shift of like my body coming alive it's just been showing up every day doing this practice of connecting with my body but I definitely had a lot of numbness um if I can if I can share another story about my journey with my womb um is that okay <laughs> so um so, you know, the normal thing, like when you're 16 or 17 years old and you're starting to like become interested in having sex and become sexually active, um, the first thing that all of us do is go to the doctor and get on the pill. That's like the first thing we do as women, go get on the pill. And I remember it was so exciting. I felt like I was becoming a woman and I got on the pill and I was on the pill for um, a few years and then I got pregnant on the pill and it was like, it's okay, just go and get an abortion. So like went and got an abortion. And um, so this can be quite hard for people to hear, but this has kind of just been the journey I've, I've been on. So, and then um, I went back on the pill and I think I was like very young, like in my early twenties. And then um, I got pregnant again. And I remember like the disconnection from my body and just was so deep that I was just like, oh, I'll just get another abortion. Like, you know, it was this place of like, Oh, well, that's just what I, that's just what you do. It was such a deep disconnect, and then um, I I ended up after that getting um, an IUD put in, um, which takes your periods away altogether. And I was like, this oh, I have no periods. This is so amazing. Like, and I was I had an IUD in for like eight years um, until I got married and we decided to have a baby. So I had my IUD taken out and I got pregnant very very fast and. At the end of the first trimester, um, like I lost my baby and it was all due to natural causes. Um, but after that, you know, it created a huge shift in my life and um, my, my husband and I went in opposite directions and it was like this very big awakening and realisation of like, this is, you know, I'm very far off my path, but my periods have actually never recovered from this, this journey of like 15 years of like shutting my body down, IUD, you know, abortions, um, peel, like this journey of like being so disconnected from my body. So my periods have never recovered. And over the past two years, you know, I've had kinesiology, acupuncture, I've seen naturopaths, and it's still an ongoing journey to try to like wake my womb back up. It's like I shut her down so deeply. And so there was been so much numbness, especially in this area for me, this has really been like the area, the area that's been the most shut down for me, but I was never taught. And it's something I've started to learn now is that our body has so much intelligence and so much wisdom. And especially as women, like our wombs, especially like, you know, there's so much power that comes from them and our, our periods are actually these incredibly powerful things and we're cyclical beings and it's mirrored in our life. And there's just like this, incredible plethora of wisdom that I was never taught I was just taught to numb it and to shut it down and you know that's still ringing ringing out now in my body it's still I'm still working on waking it up and reconnecting with it and feeling safety so you know it's huge yeah it's so important and the, the numbness for, I mean every woman's been on a different journey and every woman has different places of numbness in their body but um it's just showing up every day and connecting and your body, your body won't like, will come back to life for you. But yeah. And even like our current um, teacher, Victoria says, still even just bringing awareness to that numbness. And it's like, mm -hmm. instead of judging it, like what if we find the aliveness in the numbness? Like, okay, to, you know, today 
I feel numb, but that's okay. Knowing that tomorrow could be something different. Or sometimes I feel like this is, um, I know this is moving it away a bit, but we judge emotions. So for instance, you know, you're disconnected. So many of us judges, like we don't want this anymore. We want all the positivity and the confidence. We just want the end result. <laughs> so we kind yeah. of bypass all these sensations. However, and this is what I tell clients, what if we find the aliveness in what is present now? Yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine a world where like we never felt ashamed to cry or we never felt ashamed to just be like, oh, and just like walk over to wherever we are and just start like punching the ground and moving our anger out of us and like, you know, where like, or like things that we're so ashamed to feel. Like for me, I've had a really big journey with jealousy and I feel like there's so much stigma, stigma around jealousy, but it's like, all these things are just like sensations within us. So imagine a world where we just felt safe to feel anything we needed to feel. And I think sometimes like the scariest part is like it makes other people uncomfortable. Like other people are scared of anger and other people are uncomfortable when people cry and they're like, oh, don't cry, don't cry. But if we could just be that comfortable with expression. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's just about learning it's learning to be safe with our emotions and it's learning to feel safe and hold space for people in their emotional process as well. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, and this is what I truly believe, is when you suppress these emotions, whether it's anger, guilt, shame, um, jealousy kind of thing, you're also suppressing pleasure. Absolutely. Money experience, the pleasure and the orgasmic bliss and all those aliveness that you want if you're avoiding certain sensations absolutely. in your body absolutely agree it's all it's all energy and the, and if we you know the deeper you can go into the discomfort the higher you can go into elation it's like you, you can create so much um i guess like like scope mm-hmm. and and bearing in mind like what you push down into your body this is what creates the numbness this is what goes down into our psyche and creates the numbness and creates the dis-ease and creates behaviors that are unconscious it's because there's there's all this energy in our body and all these things we're not processing that want to come out so the the kindest thing you can do for yourself is to feel your emotions and to feel your body yeah and it's kind of like just the final bit on this it's like the further you descend the higher you ascend so it's kind of like everyone's for this absolutely everyone wants to rise and all this but in order to rise and in order to ascend, you also need to descend. It needs to be both um, polarities, which is why and the final thing on this topic is I hate that, um, what's that saying? High vibe. High vibe only. <laughs> and High that's vibe. what we, we hate. Like, in our group. A few of us have mentioned how much we hate yeah. it. <laughs> but I'm all for being human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm interested Absolutely. to know. The whole- yeah yeah I want to move on to we start talking a bit about um body shame so I want to talk more about body shame and maybe your journey around body shame how that looks like maybe in our body and first like how are you healing it like how do you heal it mm. uh yeah I I definitely hold a lot of body shame um and oh, it's such a journey because um, I mean everything, everything in the outside world speaks to us that, that our bodies are wrong and, and we, there's, a, there's an ideal of how we should look and it's such a journey for every woman and um, it's so deep. Oh my gosh, the conditioning is so deep. So 
for me, it's like one of the places I hold the most shame is around my breasts. Um, I'm very self-conscious about them and I, I get, I'm very like self-conscious about people seeing them. And even if I'm naked in front of lovers, I'm always walking around holding them. And, um, and it's like, this is like a contraction in my body. It's like this deep contraction because people have told me that my breasts are supposed to look a certain way and they don't. So I'm like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And for me, it's just been like, it's just been like understanding that that is conditioning and, and sitting with all those just uncomfortable feelings and like really connecting to, to them and holding myself in them. And I mean, th this body shame, this is like, this is so incredibly deep. Like this comes down from an, like ancestral lines, like, um, and, and like the sexual shame, especially because I feel like so much of it is rooted around that. And um, like, if I can just share another story, <laughs> I love stories. I can tell. Good. <laughs> I like the stories. I feel like it highlights so much. Um, and I feel like this really also speaks to um, like the work you do with mothers and embodying their sexuality um, and through sexuality, shifting shame on our, through our bodies as well is when I was about 16, 17, um, I'd been out partying with friends on the weekend and it was like a Sunday night and my one of my girlfriends rang me and she was like, uh, I just went to the toilet and a condom fell out. And she's like, I can't, talk to my mum, but I have to go to the doctor and get a morning after pill. Um, can you please talk to your mum? And I was like, oh God. And um, so I went and spoke to my mum and my mum was like, okay, look, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna book a doctor's appointment. I'm gonna grab you two out of school. And you're just gonna go to the doctor's appointment and then get the pill and then I'll, I'll send you back. And my whole mum, like bless her, was just faced with these like teenagers that were like, please help us. So we put her in this incredibly uncomfortable position. And She's like, okay, look, what's the right thing to do? I'll do this for you guys. And she got us out of school and we're sitting in the doctor's surgery waiting to go in. And of all the people to walk in the doctor's surgery, my friend's mum walks in and catches us in the doctor's surgery out of school. And instantly there was like, you could just see that the anger on her face. Like, what are you doing out of school? What are you doing here? Why do I not know about this? And by some miracle, my friend just started being like, I'm here with Emily, I'm here with Emily. And the nurse behind the desk saw what was happening, read the situation, and she just kind of mouthed to me, I'll get the doctor to say your name. Mm -hmm. So we went in and the doctor came out and called my name. We went in and we got her the morning after pill. And that night her mum rang my mum and was so angry with my mum that she'd taken her daughter out of school. And mum, bless her, just kind of like took it and was like, I completely understand. I should have rang you. Like just kind of took it, took it all. And the reason I'm sharing this story is because I really feel like it highlights some really important points. Like one of them being that if you like so many, so many mothers hold so much shame around sexuality that their daughters don't actually feel safe to go and speak to them about it. And, and also like, you know, there's a huge piece there around the education of, of young women. And the fact that, you know, how do you not notice that when you're having sex and the, the sacredness of sex and the things we're not being taught. But it's like these things that, are, that they're ashamed of, that people are ashamed of, if we can't have conversations about them, we're not ever going to shift them. Mm -hmm. And shame around body image, shame around sexuality, that mothers especially can't be this message for their daughter if they haven't embodied it themselves.
and can't create this safety around it. And we're going to go out and have sex anyway. Like kids are going to figure out, like find out about sex and go and have it. So the importance of like this becoming things we can, uh, a topic we can talk about freely and we can talk about with our children and we can embody and, and be like, it's not taboo, it's not unsafe. And, you know, if, if mothers can't love the body they have, they can't be that transmission either. So, so body shame and freedom and liberation and conversations around sex and all of this stuff needs to be brought up because otherwise you're going to have daughter out having sex with condoms stuck in them on a Sunday night and eating the morning after pill and not going to be and not being able to talk to you about it. So, I feel like it's it's just a really potent story for like for mothers to keep in mind that this is yeah yeah I really think that was powerful to share. Like I know me personally. It was not, I'm now 32 and it's never been spoken about in my yeah. family, which meant I let, I had to learn all these lessons the hard way, no one to confide in, which led to so much body shame, jealousy, um, comparing, being, you know, not even knowing how to express myself, not understanding things, you know, where now as a mum, having to do this work first, and I had to heal a lot of mother wounding. And my proudest moment mm. is when my daughter, I was in helping her get dressed and she's six now at the time, she was five and she's got a mirror in her bedroom and she was just naked checking out her vagina, <laughs> shaking her body. And I was just like, but my initial reaction was stop, quick, get dressed. Like my first initial reaction was that whole get dressed, like that's wrong, like that's, you know, mm-hmm. you can't do that kind mm-hmm. of thing kind of like this embarrassment piece no you're gonna be dressed and I'm so glad with the work I did and I stopped myself I'm like no like this is beautiful she's so connected to her body she loves her body and I was like who am I to then create this um shame because if I quickly dress her and if I quickly go stop doing that let's get dressed like that's basically unconsciously telling her there's something wrong with her body and there's nothing wrong with her body like I want her to feel confident comfortable I want her to be able to express herself I want her to be curious about her body but that also needs to start um with me and I need to do the work so I can pass that down with her absolutely I want to know um I know you don't have children currently but how would you help someone to maybe start to do this healing so they can when they do have children or if they do have children to be able to start having those conversations and to try to avoid as much body shame as we can? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I think there's a really beautiful piece that you just shared in that story with your daughter about she was just in her innocence. Mm-hmm. And it's like we all have this erotic innocence within us where it's like we're just curious about our body. We can just, but it's like as we as we grow up and we're conditioned and like, like you said, you even caught yourself in that moment where you went to shame her. It's like, we don't even realize the way that we shame ourselves or we shame others. It's like we lose this innocence. And I think the first, like the path is going back to that innocence of the innocence in our bodies and the innocence in our sexuality. And I mean, there's so much power and knowledge and just learning and understanding um, conditioning and understanding like why you have this shame around your body. But I think also that there's a huge power in just connecting with your body every day and, and and helping yourself shift through things that you feel about it. I mean, we talk about a self-pleasure practice, which has been so transformative for me and my body shame, and I'm doing things that I never thought I would do ever. Um, 
but I really think it's just like the first thing is acknowledging that there's a problem and acknowledging that, yeah, I hold a lot of shame and I understand and understanding why you have it. And then really going on that journey towards like reconnecting with your body. Um, because like bodies are so beautiful. Oh my gosh, we all just have such beautiful bodies. And like imagine the life we could live if we didn't expend any energy on the way we look, on how much we eat, on what we should wear, on like all this crap that just like we load our minds with that just stops us from being free and creative and expressive and sensual and sexual and there's just so much on top of that um so yeah I think it's just it's just so it's it's not easy just to be like okay I'm gonna love myself it is a journey and it is a mastery but it's like understanding that anything that says you shouldn't love yourself is not yours it's not yours it's been given to you and you can move beyond it you just have to commit to your body and commit to it and yeah, show up for yeah. yourself. And it's yeah. kind of, and it really is a journey. It's not a destination. And I'm really like, even when you're in this really high self-love body owning phase, but if you want to call it, I still think there's going to be more work to do. For instance, you know, like um, I haven't exercised for the last few weeks. Like I've been under the weather, not feeling well, Christmas. Obviously um, I've started putting on a little bit of weight, not too much, you know. But that self, all of a sudden, like I, I was in this really confident self-love place to all of a sudden, hang on a minute, my body's changing. I've eaten a lot. I haven't really, you know, I've been, I personally believe living life versus um, living a restriction. <laughs> That's made me having to spend more time on healing. More body shame has come up that I thought I'd healed. I haven't yet healed, like from past um, childhood stuff, you know. Yeah. Even stuff that I've. Yeah carried on for my mum has started coming up and I truly believe that people need mm. to understand self-love it's not a destination stuff is um, going to be coming up absolutely it's a mastery it's a journey and I think a really important thing to remember around that is everything comes back to having so much compassion for yourself like the amount of compassion I've had to have for myself and you know if you've got a few weeks where you you're not eating well you know exercising you're not feeling good in your body and you're starting to be like oh I'm getting fat and shaming yourself I will not exercise from that place because I'm very conscious of the consciousness I'm building my body from so if I'm going to a gym or I'm going running from a place of like oh I hate my body I need to change it it sucks that's the that's the body I'm building from a place of like hating my body so instead what I'll do is I'll take all those feelings of self-loathing and I'll dive into my body and I'll sit in a self-pleasure practice and I'll shift it and sometimes it'll be a big emotional shift and I'll cry or I'll punch pillows or whatever it is I'll just take it into a self-practice because that's 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 conditioning it's me shaming my body and hating on my body when because somebody's taught me that it's wrong and it's not having compassion for myself so yeah I, I think feel that's like that also thing. connects you to your aliveness and it's just like do you mm. know what I'm not looking the best. Like maybe I look skinnier and whatnot. Oh, sorry for the podcast people that are only listening audio. I'm doing air quotes. I don't believe in <laughs> needing to look skinnier or anything. But you know, like your body do shift. But how can you tap into their life and think like, okay, today I'm I'm a bit bloated. You know, let's face it. I guess um at the beginning of our moon cycles, we do look a bit more bloated. Mm-hmm. Our boobs look a bit different. They could be a bit tender. How can we? tap into the aliveness of like well this is how I'm feeling today let's not punish me by going to the gym and going on a diet how can Mm -hmm. I show compassion and feel the pleasure 
with how I'm feeling yeah. in this moment and then creating change from that place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like looking deeper, like if you find that you're going into a really a place that's not making you feel good, like I definitely notice my pattern is if like if I just start smashing bags of chips, there's like something going on under that that I'm not looking at. Um, I mean, I love chips and I, they're definitely my go-to whenever I'm feeling a bit funny, but if I can catch myself in that and be like, okay, what's going on here? There's something that I'm pushing down and I'm using the chips to suffocate it. So it's like, it's just having that awareness of what's actually going on for you. And like, what are you actually not looking at or trying to run away from and having so much compassion for yourself? Like your body is perfect, however it is. And it's always talking to you and just starting to watch your behaviors and watch the things you're doing and and not telling yourself that it's wrong, but it's just being like, okay, what's going on here? Like, what is actually alive for me at the moment? Like you said, that aliveness, where does it want to take me? Do I need to go and have a cry? Do I need to go and, I don't know, have a good punching pillow sessions? Or like, you know, what is it actually leading me towards? Or do I just need to sit with my hand on my heart and be with my body? Like, it's just like listening to your body. Yeah, in every moment. That is so beautiful. Um, do you have any final words or quotes or questions for the audience? Mm. I think everyone should learn the art of self-pleasure. <laughs> Sound, breath, movement and touch. Set yourself a timer every day, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, sit down and begin to connect with your body. Um, oh. If you want the information, I mean, Lisa can teach you about what self-pleasure is. Um, a lot of people think we're talking about masturbation, but it's different. So um, that is going to change your life. And, yeah, that's my recommendation. <laughs> okay, well, how about um, I'll give you the floor and I'll put all every, um, everything in the show notes just for people easy access. But what's the best way of people finding you and any of your current offerings? Um, I, I definitely need to step up my online presence um but you can find me on facebook i'm emily kim k-a-m that's uh, probably the best place to reach me at the moment perfect um <laughs> any offerings you want to offer people um i mean just reach out if you feel cool to reach out and we can definitely have a chat about what i offer and um yeah we'll go from there <laughs> well thank you so much you're welcome. I'm super excited to get this out. I know it's how powerful um, body shame is and how that can show up in our magnetism, in our pleasure, in our lives. So thank you so much for chatting with me today. And for the listeners, make sure you go follow Emily Kim. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay.